less stress, more time, more money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor. Short. Martin, I think you've got questions for me around tech stacks. And what are some of the challenges you see with clients? I'm sure you're probably going to ask me something to that vein, but what are your <laughs> clients having issues with tech stacks? Part of the issue my clients have, I, I stepped away from technology and not that I don't use it, but for a long time there, I thought I needed to know how to use this and recommend this and recommend that. And there are two things about that is I'm 70 years old and I think there's some ossification in the tech stack part of my brain. So, you know, it's a little difficult. That's, that's not why there's so much technology up there that the, the idea of understanding all the different technologies and all the different uses and helping a client implement those is just not something that I do. I like to know where they need to look. I'd like to point them in the right direction to an expert and perhaps guide the implementation, the order and process of implementation, hold people accountable for it. But comes to tech stacks, uh, you know, my, my favorite technology right now is Google mail. I mean, duh, I use Gmail. it for everything. Gmail. Yeah. It's how I, uh, schedule myself. I email myself when I'm driving around using voice prompts, by the way, and get it off my list where I used to keep reams of paper notes, which I yep. still have, if you can see my desk, but so that technology, that's not really very high level technology, right? So but if I, I would, right I would be it's true. We use it every day they, and we take it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. We take it's it for like, granted. It's like turning on the tap and getting clear water out of it, right? Take oh, it for man. granted. But if you didn't <laughs> have it, uh, life would be completely different. So. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, you've got 10 rapid fire questions for me around yeah. tech stacks. I'm excited to, to hear what you have to, okay. to ask. Well, first of all, what is a tech stack? What is a tech stack? A, a tech stack is the suite portfolio, whatever you want to call it, of technologies, softwares that you use inside of your company. Typically, you're going to have something for communication, something for uh, organization and file management, something for maybe marketing and sales, something for customer relationship management, a CRM. And then You'll have a host of other things like maybe project management software or HR software or billing software. Uh, but all of the softwares that you use inside of your company make up your tech stack. Brings up separate subject of an ERP, which is, I think is yeah, enterprise, enterprise resource, resource program, program process, believe, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, that's an attempt. Uh, big companies have it to do everything that you just, you know, bookkeeping, HR, it client is your intake. Tech stack. It, it is your tech stack and it's all done for you, yeah. right? Usually pretty expensive. Most of my clients do not use an ERP. Uh, two that I know, whom I know do use uh, ERPs, wrote them themselves. What are yeah. your thoughts on an ERP? In other words, I'm just going to go buy this and it'll do everything. In concept, it's really great. And it is the ideal to have everything communicating with each other, everything that is in sync and in one place. That's the ideal tech stack. For most small businesses, an ERP is not the solution. It's going to be the most expensive option and it's going to require the most amount of training with uh, the least amount of help. What's great about having other softwares is that that aren't 
owned by you or custom built for you um, that, you know, you purchase off the shelf and then customize from there is that there is a dedicated team that is managing and maintaining that product. And if you don't have that team, then you should use someone else's team to, to do that for you. So yeah, that's my advice. Okay. So kind of a no on the big ERPs. There are probably some dead sweet people out there listening to yeah, this. I mean, area. unless you are truly like you've got your own development team and all that kind of stuff, then sure. Yeah. Yeah, great, I think that's the, that's the key deal there is somebody needs to understand that it can fix the broken links and make it well, work. Well, I, I say it, it really does need to be a team. It can't right. just be one person that is a developer that's managing that because as soon as that person leaves, I mean, n the training that would be required to make sure someone understood right. that is really tough. So if you've got a full team of people, yeah, great, go do it. Okay, where are... Uh, four or five places that are contracted, we have a pretty good idea who listens to us, you know, sub $10 million sales contractor. Sure. What are some technologies, we don't have to name the software, but they really should have? Well, it really depends on what you, uh, what kind of contractor you are, what kind of business you are. But again, like the things that I said in the categories earlier, of having something for communication, something for organizing contacts, something for uh, doing sales and marketing, um, something for doing maybe billing is a huge one. Uh, that All those softwares are really important. I think that if I were a contractor starting today and I had a team of, let's say, five, I would want to make sure that I'm on Google Work uh, Space is what I would use. If I was doing, if I was a service contractor, for example, I would use Jobber. Um, if I was just maybe more of a you know, remodel or something like that. I'd probably use something like HubSpot, uh, probably their starter level or a free version. And then I would use QuickBooks for billing and uh, bookkeeping. And then I, I really think those are the main things I would need. I might use a tool like Slack for workplace communication. Um, and I think everything else would kind of be covered by what I need, by what's in there. You can look into, you know, more in-depth project management tools like Builder Trend if you want, but I think that's probably a good start. Okay. So you just hit on something right there. I'm, I'm out there. I began my business. Uh, I've got five guys working for me. I'm more in yep. office. Uh, we do everything by paper, phone call, text, and so forth. What's the first one? What's the first technology I must have? And I got an answer. And if you don't say the right one, I'm going to say, say it for you. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's tough. I mean, it really depends on what your strengths are too, but like, I think email has to be there. Um, like if you don't have an email, then people can't really and do business right. with you. So I feel like that's probably the first one. And obviously you can go get a Gmail account, but doing a Google workspace account where it's more professional and you've got the added tools of Google, like drive and all that kind of stuff. I think that's a huge one from there. It truly depends on what type of business you're doing. I think that HubSpot's a great option. Um, for really getting all of your sales, marketing, your customer relationship, your notes, all that kind of stuff in there. Uh, you can even do some project management inside of there. It is truly kind of an all-in-one place. Um, but, and you can even do some billing through there. But I know you're holding up QuickBooks. <laughs> QuickBooks is absolutely one that you should go and use. But if you don't even have a dollar to your name yet, and you're really trying to make sure you're staying organized, all that stuff, it's not something that you're going to learn as quickly as these other tools. And it's something that someone else can do for you. So QuickBooks right. is a great tool to have. But if you are new to the game, probably not the one that you want to spend a bunch of time learning because uh, you need to go get some money. 
A hundred percent. You, you've so. got to have the QuickBooks account and get somebody else to do it for you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, how I'm a small guy, what should my budget, uh, what, what can I, what's a reasonable amount to spend on technology? What can I expect as I start out and grow? There are so many tools out there that you can use for free. Like you can get a Gmail account. You can get a free HubSpot account. You can get, you know, free bookkeeping software. Like I think FreshBooks or something has a free version. Um, But at the end of the day, like you're not going to have support at a high level if you're using a free tool. And you're also probably not going to be as secure. And just the mindset of saying that I need to have something for free is really a limiting mindset. And so I always recommend that, you know, if it's a core function to your business and you're truly not just like a solopreneur where you're by yourself in a truck, but you do have a team of people, um, you need to be prepared to spend at least $100 a month per software. And I'm not talking about the small little apps that do small things for you, but be prepared to spend $100 a month on software and even just have that expectation like it's going to start at 100 and what I think is good about that is that it causes you to think differently in the decision-making process. And actually, rather than looking for the cheapest offer, you're looking for the one that actually fits. Uh, and maybe it's going to cost more than $100 in some cases, and that's okay. But at least you're going in with the expectation of spending money. So my last question, and maybe it's commingled with some prior ones, but who should be exploring and deciding which technology? As the business owner, you have to be involved in the process. You don't necessarily need to know all the information, but you have to be involved in not just the purchasing of the software and the decision-making of what we're going to use, but also in the use of the software. At a certain level with very specific niche softwares, you're not going to have to be the one that's using it day to day, but you need to understand why we're using it, what's required. Nothing is more frustrating as an employee when the business owner comes to you or your boss comes to you and says, oh, well, we got a software for that. Why don't you just use it? And they don't understand that, yeah, we can use the software, but it requires everybody else to be keeping things up to date. And it requires hours and hours of work to be able to make these reports be accurate. So if and let, if you don't understand that, you're not going to be able to delegate properly. You're not going to have clear expectations or realistic expectations for employees. But also you want to know exactly what the software is doing and how it makes an impact on your team and on the end result of your uh, your business. So uh, I would go and find somebody that you trust, um, you know, who has familiarity with tech stacks, talk to your industry competitors, time's up, but yeah, go and do well, have, research with other people. Don't do it all yourself. I have one other follow-up and okay. sh- should you develop your systems and processes to run your business first or by software? that more or less dictates what your systems and processes will be. And I'll to give you an example, QuickBooks. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be QuickBooks, but that's far and away the most common. It is bookkeeping. It's been around forever. It is a system and process. It's accepted by everybody. So it dictates how you do it right. um, properly or not. On other things, scheduling software, communication software, CRMs, customer relationship management softwares, uh, and especially ERPs that handle your workflows and your, you know, purchase orders and purchasing and uh, scheduling and manufacturing your jobs. Those, uh, the softwares have processes, which yeah. 
comes first? You develop processes and find a, a software that more or less matches them, or you go get the software and do what it tells you to do? I mean, I think it really depends on what your secret sauce is. Um, if your secret sauce is how you communicate, you definitely, and you do it really well, you want to find what's going to enable you to be able to do that the best. If there's something that's not your secret sauce, like bookkeeping, it doesn't differentiate you in the marketplace, it might be better to find the software that already has a system in place so that you can just follow that and do it the industry standard, all those kinds of things. Like, I think that, you know, Slack, for example, is a tool uh, for workplace communication between employees. I think I use it. I think it's great. I don't think that we need to customize all the different aspects of Slack to our liking to be able to use it. Yes, there's certain customizations that happen within there, but we can just use it the standard way so that any employee that we bring on who's used Slack before feels comfortable just walking in and talking, right? So, but maybe our, the way our manufacturing process works is really specific to us and it's what makes us different or the way we install or schedule. We want to make sure that we keep that at its core uh, ours rather than letting a software necessarily dictate what we do. Okay, sir. Well, that was my, I don't know how many that was, but that's how many I have for questions. I think another, you know, as, you, as we talk about tech stacks, as, you know, kind of a sign off here with your tech stack, you can get overwhelmed with software and you can also go in a lot of different directions where software won't communicate with each other. Uh, less is more, I will say. Um, and software companies are very good at marketing. And they will make you think that you need them to be able to do something. And that once you just purchase the monthly plan or the annual plan, it's going to solve all your problems. And neither of those things are true. Uh, they're not going to solve all your problems. And it's not going to happen overnight. Most of software is about behavior change. You've got to make sure that you have the habits yourself and as a team. And that the software fits your habits more than anything. Um, so that you can use it effectively. And when you have too many softwares, it's too much to manage the amount of accounts that you have and the billing gets crazy and the connections to integrate the softwares becomes crazy. So less is more. Um, also be very careful contractors to purchase a software that's fairly new and very, very industry specific. Like a jobber would be fine. A builder trend for the most part would be fine. But there's always new softwares coming up and they're very specific to industries or niches. And because they're new, they don't have a lot of resources. They're typically a software like an ERP that was built for a specific person. And they were like, hey, other people should use this. And then they repackage it and sell it to other people. And when you do that, uh, you're basically running into where you have to use that company's systems. That's very specific to them. And that's maybe not how you operate. And the the support is going to be awful. There's not going to be updates to the software that frequently. Uh, whereas if you find something that's more of out of the box, uh, spans industries, um, you know, like a jobber that has lots of different types of service contractors and is a very large business or service Titan or builder trend or uh, even HubSpot, you know, you're going to have much better support and training and it's going to be uh, a better outcome for you in the long run. So those are, that's just my, my one caveat. To and just at the software. end, a uh, few episodes ago, we had Timothy Wingate on and, yeah. uh, he's a, he's an accountant, but he's more than that. And he has a suite of, he has a tech stack that yeah. he uses and implements. And yep. if you listen to that episode, it'll be very clear to you. 
Yeah. Uh, how he, what he has and why he has. Absolutely. It, it was really a good episode. So, yeah. Okay, sir. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. See you next time. Thanks for listening to The Cashflow Contractor. Check out our website in the show notes or visit thecashflowcontractor.com.